Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between, welcome to another episode of the Chavs Chat Cats. We're still rocking, almost into December. Uh, my name is Jake, and I'm joined by the one and only Mr. Johnny Larkin, because we have another preview to record for you. Um, how exciting, Johnny. Oh, yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited. We asked for a... We said it would be good to get another preview. And we get one. We got another mm. preview because they're just that good. Hopefully. Hopefully we get one more. One more preview. Right. We'll just keep asking for one more. We'll just keep asking for more. That's all we can do. As fans, that's all we can do is just keep going. One more. One more. And you know what? They've got a chance. But yeah, no, it's, I'm very excited, very happy, and really looking forward to this game because it's got to be an absolute cracker. And, you know, no matter what happens, the Cats have achieved a lot this year, a lot more than mm. they have any other year. So no matter what happens, it's a win-win. Yeah, it's no, absolutely correct, John. It's, it's insane to think that in 2021, Geelong won one uh solitary game out of i think they played nine matches uh in 2021 yeah. they won one match which was their last game against the gold coast then you have a change in coaching they won two games their first season under dan lowther um in season a 2022 <laughs> uh or, or however you want to call it um and then you know, the last two seasons back-to-back -back where you win seven games uh, in 2022B and now having won eight games, if you tally up the finals, we've won four matches in a row now, Johnny, <clears throat> since the second last week of the regular season, you know, beat Richmond comfortably 38 points, beat Hawthorne comfortably 40 points, Beat the Bombers relatively comfortably, 18 points. Didn't quite beat the Demons comfortably in the end by five points, 50 to 45, but only the second time in Geelong's AFLW history, which has only been you know up and about since 2019, um, have we won four games in a row. And it's really yeah. cool to think that both of those four-game winning streaks have come, you know, um, within the last 12 months. Because, you know, the last time it happened, or just outside of 12 months, it was, it was across October. Um, we won four last season in a row. We beat the Saints, we beat the Dogs, we beat the Bombers, we beat the Eagles. Um, so I, I think you're right to reflect, and it feels like a good time to reflect, Johnny, on the progress that's been made. It's crazy yeah. to think how transformed this team is. It's crazy to think how much more chatter there is about this team on Twitter um, this week and whether it's people being annoyed that Amy McDonald and Claudia Gunjaka got snubbed in the AFLW. Um, what was it? Or the, not the all, was it the All-Australian or the under-22, under-22 or whatever it was? It was the All-Australian, I think. Um, yeah, and there's 22, under-22 that Georgie and Nina both got into. I could have been that as well. Yeah. And and what's 
crazy, you know, whether it's that, whether it's just people talking about the win last week and saying it's the best AFLW game I've watched, or whether it's the fact that our listening numbers, Johnny, are creeping up closer to what we get in the men's season, which has always been a measure I've wanted to sort of meet is how can we bridge the gap? It, it, you know, yep. in previous years, it's been a bit of a cliff that we've dropped off. You know, you go from the men's season into the women's and it drops. Um, but it's across the back end of this season, across the second half of this season, it's really catching up. And what I've noticed is people are going back and listening to the old episodes um, from the start of the season to catch up on those as well. So that's amazing. Um, it is fantastic. And yeah, and, and all credit to this team who have transformed themselves from, you know, a, a side that won one game in 2021, a side that had won three games across 2020 and 2021, a side that had won six games in total from 2019, 2020, 2021, to a team that is now absolutely smashing it, making finals. And we get to the point, Johnny, is in a prelim final against the Lions, one win away from playing in the biggest game of all. Let's get to it. How are you feeling about this matchup? Like this preliminary final up at the Lions Den. Um, yeah, what's your vibe check right now about the game? Pretty, pretty darn excited. Pretty, I won't say confident, but got that little bit of nervous energy that you know anything could happen. Absolutely, and I think we've got the the players, the ability, the the skill, the um, confidence, and just the belief that you know it's it's theirs, nearly for the taking. They've got that absolute determination to do what what needs to be done on the day to get a good victory. So yeah, I'm pretty starting to get a little bit nervous, but also mainly very excited for this team to see to make a prelim final after last year's disappointing um, finals exit and then to see them go two games better the next season is pretty darn exceptional. And, just, you know, just, just, just to see that growth happen so quickly wasn't really super surprising. I think all throughout the men's season we were saying how keen and excited we were for the women's because we just thought they were building to something special. And they are. And you know, if, it's, if it doesn't happen this year, it's maybe next year or a year after that they could be making that grand final. But you know what? I'm just more excited about seeing what happens on the weekend because, as I said, win or lose, it's a massive tick for every. I think every Cats fan will be a massive tick for every Cats player, all the coaches, the club, everything. Um, it's just going to be a massive, massive tick because you know making a prelim is not easy and to do it outside the top four is a bit tougher as well and the cats have done it so yeah just super excited to see what this team can do and if they play like they did last week they're going to give them give themselves every opportunity to win and if they come out like come out the blocks and kick the first couple of goals taylor that's going to get many cats fans very excited and very on the seats edge and very Nervous, I reckon, as well, just going, could this happen? Yeah, and it's crazy to think, like, in some ways, 
I think you asked me on the run yesterday morning, like what, what do you think, what are you sort of expecting in, in the game? And I said to you, oh, I kind of feel like I have no expectations. Like mm. I, it's really is. I, I don't have, you know, really strong expectations. We should win. Oh, we're going to get blown out. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Um, you know, there's part of me that wants to say, oh, it kind of feels like a free shot. But, and to an extent it is. But the other thing to think about is you're in a prelim. Hard. I don't, don't take that for granted. You know, a free no. shot makes it seem like you have nothing to lose, but there's plenty to lose. Um, you're a really good team. And, you know, I think I said on, it might have been on the Monday morning run, just a bit of run bragging here, John. We run a lot, you know, oh. just for the listeners. Just, just so break, they break. Know, we're just, <laughs> yeah, pe- pounding the pavement, you know, on the, on yep. the regular. Um, I think we said on Monday, uh, I, I said to the group, well, I don't know. I said, we could get totally destroyed. That would not, and, and you know, I'm not trying to bring bad vibes on the pod, but I said, there's a reality where we're just as flat as attack after yep. last week because I said the, the Essendon win kind of felt like major, a major breakthrough. The win last week felt like a grand final. The way that social media took off, the way that the players mm. celebrated, the it felt like a grand final. So you know, there's always that danger of like, is the is the air out of the balloon, um, and you turn up flat. But um, our mate Jacko um, said, well, he said he's a dogs fan, obviously, and he said, well, I remember in 2016, every win the dogs had felt like a grand final in that final series. You know, every time you're like, oh, wow, how did we win that? You know, it's great that yep. we won that. But, you know, don't know if we can back it up next week. And then you back it up again next week. Um, and it did make me think the perception of that Bulldogs team in 2016 was so weird um, because everyone said, everyone's like, oh, they just scraped into final. It's kind of not true. No. That, that Dogs team for a large stretch of the season, I'm pretty sure if you go back, you know, was tracking to kind of have a real crack at top four. And then they had some injuries. They didn't make the four, but they made finals. And then everyone sort of, you know, got a bit healthier towards the end of the year. They got the team together. They got on a roll at the right time. And I don't know about you, Johnny, but I can see some similarities here where there were large stretches of the season this year where everyone was like, well, the Cats will probably make top four. And then whether it was form, whether it was a bit of injury, whatever, we didn't. But there's still the makings of a top four team here. And so maybe it shouldn't come as a surprise to us that they've been so good through two weeks of of finals, John. Yeah, no, no, no surprise. No surprise. Um, I think our thought that the Cats are playing this well, as we've said all through the year, that this is a possibility. And, yeah, I think what you said is true is what Jack has said is, you know, every finals wins like a grand final win. And I think that's how the fans should treat it. Why not? Treat every win like it's grand final win because that's what's going to drive the players. That's what's going to give the players even more confidence and more belief and, you know, the confidence to go out there and not just play for the team and themselves but for all the fans out there and that you know that's that's a powerful powerful thing and you know you could hear it as on the radio and the broadcast last week when the cats were winning 
the fans getting behind them and cheering and I don't and it felt like they weren't expecting the cats to go out and win against Melbourne. It was just go out there and have a good time. Play your best football and we'll cheer no matter what. And then I think as it slowly went on, you could hear the cheers sort of change into finish this game, finish this team off, don't let them get back in. And I think that's sort of what's what's sort of changing now is it's not that, you know, what's the best you can do? It's how much can you beat this team by? And I think that's really also a really good thing that fans are sort of switching their minds to is Go out there, have a good time, have some fun. It's go out there, win this game, get into a grand final. Because we don't need to, we don't need to say well done on making the finals. Then you know, we'll give you a pat on the head and we'll go. It's all right. We'll get there next year. Like it's going to be all right, but we still want you to win. We still want you to go out there and smash them. But yeah, if that doesn't happen, still be there to go. Well, we just weren't there in the on the day and Brisbane's coming off a week off. Brisbane's going to be pretty fresh. They're going to be keen to amend for last year. I think they were, did they make the finals, the prelim finals last year? I think, I think they lost to Melbourne. Didn't they they? might've even made the grand final because they, um, oh, yeah, I, they think was, I think it was, and they hosted oh, too. Yeah. So Brisbane's also got a bit to play for a bit of angst, a bit of anger around them. So, yeah, it's it's hard to tell what's gonna become of this game, but as as Jacko said, we and you said, I think if we just embrace it and enjoy it as a game and cheer and get a bit frustrated, but at the end of the day, act like it's a grand final because it could be, it could lead yeah. to a grand final. Let's enjoy it because it's been a pretty fun ride, yeah. like just like the men's last year. Just enjoy it. Mm. Because yeah, I think I think that is key. Like you said, why why not enjoy it? We we don't have to be cagey about it. What you know, there was, you know, there might have been expectations internally or expectations from some you know cats fans that this team could do it, but I don't think there were larger scale expectations. And so the three teams that remain outside of us, um, there is a weight of expectation. The crows are meant to be winning flags. Yeah. North are meant to win a flag. They've if anything, it's been longer than they would like, having been yeah. at the pointy end for a while. Brisbane missed out. Um, they've had some heartbreak of their own at times. So, you know, Geelong, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll get to it again in, in the one but thing like, we want to yeah, see. But It's sort of like the um, um, the ugly ugly duckling of the cats. you got all these other top teams. <laughs> now, they're meant to be here, and then we've got, this, they've got the cats. So, like, what are you doing here? You're not meant to be here yet. So well, we're here, and you should be afraid because if well, you underestimate us, too is get ya. We 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 have the we have the ability to like have our cake and eat it too. In that most no one else has any expectations, but we know how good this team can be. So we're kind yeah. of we're like I I sort of go yeah, this team is good enough to be one of the final four, and we and we've proved that. But no one's giving them a a, a shot against the lions so so it's it's great you, you sort of got the best of both worlds yeah. um the last time i was just having a look that we played the lions was yeah, last year well. 2022 uh it Season was a close game seven. the lions 
27 to 25. Now they missed some shots in that game, Brisbane. 3 9, 27 to Geelong, 4 1, 25. And if memory serves me correctly, uh, Chloe Shear, yeah, caught fire late, kicked some goals. We even had chances to, to even snatch it at the end. Uh, it's interesting. I, I've, I've been selling a lie all year on this show, John, saying that we'd never beaten one of the original powers, but we did beat Brisbane back in our first ever season. Um, the first time yeah. we played the Lions, Geelong beat them 5-5-35 to 1-2-8. So that's how the, the history of this clash has gone. Geelong, in the first ever matchup, won by 27 points. The next time they played, Brisbane won 39-20, to 20, so by 19. And then there was the thriller uh, in 2022 where the Cats lost 27-25. to 25. So um, it's it's been, uh, the you know, the variance in results when we've played the Lions has been pretty large. Um, let's talk, though, now, Johnny, about team selection because uh, this is not a situation where we've got an unchanged lineup. And it's a good jumping in point because we were just talking about Chloe Shear ripping it up against the Lions last time out. Chloe Shear has been named to return from a collarbone injury. Obviously, everyone who's followed the Cats has seen her looking pretty you know, distraught at times on the sideline, um, pretty emotional even after the wins, uh, which you can understand. She wants to be out there. She wants to be involved. She's been a key part of it. So she will return. She's replacing Gabby Featherston in the side. And the other selection, Johnny, is that Zali Friswell will miss the prelim against Brisbane due to delayed concussion following a knock she received during the first quarter of last weekend's result against Melbourne. And she will be replaced by debutante Anna Rose Kennedy, um, Ashley Maloney's Tipperary teammate. So if you're happy, I'd like you to talk about what you think the of the sheer selection. Do you, you, know, do you like yep. them bringing her back just a couple of weeks removed from a collarbone injury? What, what difference do you think she'll make to the side? And then I can talk a bit about Anna Rose Kennedy having watched a little bit of her in the Gaelic game. Um, and hopefully give people a little bit of an idea about what she might bring. So, yeah, w- what are your thoughts on Shia back in? Uh, yeah, I think if she is fit to go, I bring her straight back in. I don't think there's that's a that's a no brainer on my my side. I think you've got to got to get your power forward power forward in. And if you know, we saw what she was able to do early against the Bombers, which was lace up a beautiful kick to Ashling Maloney and then kick us kick goal, yeah. goal herself and she also gets the team pumped moves really well gets up in the midfield so yeah it's it's pretty simple she's fit get us right back into this side because she's part of the starting 22 22 or 18 how many plays they have always get always get messed up on that i know the, the yeah. change <laughs> yeah <laughs> the change but yeah bring her back in because she yeah it's as well as we did last week with Outer in the side, I still prefer to have um, Chloe Shear in there just to help Ashley Maloney, Scott, Parry, because you know all those guys are really working well together. Frees up Parry to be able to do what she does a lot better, which is that movement in that midfield area mm-hmm. around half forward to set up Parry and Maloney and Scott. So, yeah, it's 
pretty simple and, you know, Brisbane are a pretty strong side. I'm pretty sure they've got some strong defenders, so we need some mm. big-bodied forwards to be able to take on them and take them out. And, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, really excited that she's back, very happy that she's back because, yeah, a couple of weeks ago it wasn't looking like she could come back for this um, prelim final. But, yeah, it's really, really good that she was able to recover quickly. Good work on the Cats medical team for getting that sorted quickly and yeah. hopefully nothing else happens. Wave the magic wand. She, <laughs> magic wand works and she kicks a... A, goal, a fistful of goals and sets up a few more goals and you know, I think if she can kick three or four goals mm. sorry, um, the Cats have every chance to, to win this game and I think I think the having Shear back will just give that little bit extra confidence going forward for the Cats going, yeah, she'll be able to get a good mark or lay a hard tackle make someone feel a tackle mm. As she just crushes them in a in a strength. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. I I am of the opinion that this happens in the men's game too, where a player, if this was week two of the regular season, I don't think Chloe she is playing personally. Yep. Um, and the team might say otherwise, and that's fine. Um, but I I, I don't know from where I sit. It, this is this feels very much like a hey, this is a prelim final we're talking about. And the other thing I would say is I think from my perspective, it's worth the it's worth the risk because there's no yeah. one else that you can bring in who can have close to the impact Chloe Shear can have if she's even seventy percent right. So you roll yeah. with it, and it's it's a you know, one game or maybe two game, hopefully two game scenario. And, and you know, another thing to think about as well is the gap between women's seasons is so much longer. You know, the, the men's season, you know, they're, they're worried about playing guys late, you know, late in the finals or whatever and, and, and risking the injury to linger over into next year. It's like, it's going to be, freaking ages until we see these teams again um, after the grand final, which stinks, but it's the way it is. So, no, I totally agree with everything you've said there, Johnny, and she's she's just so crucial to everything the Cats do, and it was impressive that they managed to get it done yeah. regardless against the Ds. Uh, without it, I mean, that's insane to think not only did you go on with the business against the Bombers, but to show up and put 50 on the demons last week that that kind of didn't get talked about enough i i don't think i think we were so captivated in how well geelong played last week that maybe we didn't talk enough about the fact they did it without sheer the whole game it wasn't like sheer played a half and then got injured and the lead had already been established she didn't play a minute so got it yeah that kind of got undercovered she... i think even on this podcast it did um she's kicked right. 40 goals in 31 games for the Cats, and that includes 32 goals in her last 22 games um, at the Cats. So massive impact. It's a nice return. She's been an an incredible get for the Cats. Um, I'll just quickly talk about about Anna Rose Kennedy. Yes. Yeah. So this is massive, like, to debut not only in, like, a final but a prelim. 
next you know next week it's the grand final if, if you manage to move on i feel really bad for zali friswell um oh, injuries yeah. at any time of year suck but it sucks even more when you know you were about to play probably the biggest game um of your career hopefully anna rose kennedy comes in gets the job done the team gets the job done and zali friswell has the ability to be in contention to play the biggest game of her career next week but Anna Rose Kennedy I think I said in the the preview to this season I think it's a great she's actually a great replacement for Zali Friswell nice. in, in that she is kind of a slick link up player um I think playing off half back or you know that sort of transitioning part of the ground I think will be great for her. I think it'll suit her skill set. Having watched her, as I said, a couple of games of the Tipperary um, ladies Gaelic football team with her and Ashling Maloney, they linked up all the time. Um, that was one thing <laughs> nice. that, I, that you could notice. Um, but yeah, she was great sort of marauding, uh, you know, through the middle of the field and just linking with players um, by hand, by foot, just has good vision and understanding of how to participate in chains of possession. So I think we're really lucky in that sense that she's healthy at this time of year. She can come in and I'm sure she'll have some nerves, but I think once she settles, uh, I think she'll be a great a great in for the Cats that will hopefully help cover. Um, for Zali Friswell, who, as we've said on the pod, was playing some career best footy. Oh, yes. All right, Johnny. Let's round out the free part of right. the show here. One thing we want to see, and that obviously we want to see a win. All Cats fans want to yeah, see a win. But Johnny, what, what's the one thing we want to see for you? I'll let you lead. I'll just as, oh. as as you take a swig of coffee, I've just totally handballed yep. it to you. Nice <laughs> <laughs> That's my own fault. Yeah, I knew you were handballing to me, and I right. still went That's for all it. Right. I could steal the one you. I think you're going to go with, so I won't steal that one. I, I'm not going with the one you think I'm going with. So I, you're not. If you want to, well, you can. No, nah, it's all good. I might go with something else. One thing I want to see. I just want to see. I want to see what Ashleen Maloney can do against this Lions side and see how well. The Lions can um, handle it because I don't think the Lions, Lions have come up against the Cats. They've only seen Ashley Maloney play. I really haven't seen a team be able to stop her or know what to do with her ability because so many times she's got the ball or gone for a mark and either it's gone over her head or it's gone through her hands and she's still able to turn around that quick, grab it and sidestep a player. So that's one thing I want to see. I want to see what what Ashley Maloney can do against this Lions and see if the Lions have the ability to just be able to stop her. Because I've got a feeling they may not be able to. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think um, there's not too many teams that are going to be able to stop Ashley Maloney when she's up and about yeah. at her absolute peak in general, whether it's the Crows, whether it's North, whether it's whoever. Um, whether it's the Harlem Globetrotters, I just don't think there's many people who can compete with Ashling Maloney's like, yeah, creativity and 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 her sense of dare and her understanding of the game. Um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna do two really quick ones because one I think is Ooh, important to touch two. on from a vibes ones from a vibes point of view, John. Um, but the first one is a, a, just a, a, some feedback from last week that I didn't give in the recap pod. I said I'd I'd hold it over for this episode, and that is I want to see Geelong be a little quicker to adapt and move to a plan B when something you know is being shown to not be working how they want. Now this yeah. is drawn from last week. I thought that they left Claudia Gunjaka in a really exposed spot in the fourth quarter against Zanka, I think it was Eden Zanka. Claudia Gunjaka had had an absolutely brilliant game. But like a lot of Geelong players, you know, that got pretty tired, I think. But more to the point she thrived in that first half when Melbourne were delivering the ball long and Geelong were able to float and intercept. I thought that they left Claudia without a bit of help in that last quarter yep. and, and Eden Zanker really got the, the best of that matchup. I thought it was probably they, they could have made a, a, an adjustment tactically and now, whether that's just switching players, giving someone else a you know a, a role on Zanka, putting Meg McDonald on for a little bit, giving Claudia a breather away from that focal point just for five minutes to reset, but I felt that they left her a little bit exposed in that matchup and and, and could have given her some help, whether it was a as I said a positional swap or bringing someone else back to help. Or I I was sort of screaming it on my couch and it's just something I would like to see. And, and, and out of all these different games, there's always learning opportunities. And this harkens yeah. back to something we said against the Bombers or even against the Pies, I think, in, in those losses to those teams during the regular season. The Cats were, were too slow to change away from their, their original plan, you know, to yeah. that in that case it was to move to faster ball movement don't be slow to change up in a prelim if you think something's not working make a change you can always go back to it you can always yeah, go absolutely. back and go okay we've tried to make a change that didn't work let's try and get back or you know let's wrestle the game back towards our favor and then get back to doing that plan a don't wait too long because a failure to do that last week nearly cost you a spot in this week's game, I think. So don't be too slow to make a change um, because you can always change back. That's the other thing. If something's not working, throw a different look at it. Don't be afraid yeah. to change it up. Dan Danny boy in the coaching seat. Um, and the, the, so the second thing I want to say, play without fear. This is important to say nice. from a vibes perspective, John. Play without fear. Yeah. Just go and give it everything you've got because you did it last week and look look at the results. So, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Play without that fear. That is the free preview concluded. We're about to go and deliver our Patreon match predictions behind the Patreon paywall. If you want to hear that, go on over to Patreon, subscribe to the chats, chaps, chat cats, $3.50 US. Per month, you get extended podcasts, you get video versions of the show, and you also get 
VFL men's and VFL women's coverage during those seasons. We thank you so much for listening. Looking forward to doing another recap for you on Monday evening. Hopefully, we'll be convening to do another preview podcast in a week's time. Previewing a grand final. All right. Until next time. Go Cats. Go Cats.